Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. We're Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn's cross-country and track and field news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here with my husband and candy-eating co-host, Kyle, to discuss the SEC Championship meet held in Columbia, Mississippi. Wow, way to make me feel like a fatty. It I, is Halloween when we're recording this. That's fair, and you already set out the candy bowl, so here I am just trying to enjoy some of the treats before the kids get here. I have been too. Oh, so so you're going to drop guilt on me. I didn't say guilt. Oh, you did. You I totally said candy said. eating, meaning you're sweet. But they don't need to know that. They oh, you were not trying to say I was sweet. Don't even play. Okay, well. No, see, you just dropped the adjectives. I said what I said. You said what you said, and it hurt my little feelings. And I probably mm-hmm. need to go run now because I need to work off these calories. That's fair. Who do you think you can keep up with? Because it's going to be none of these athletes. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> Listen, maybe uh, me, maybe you could keep up with me. We've been looking, no, probably not. We've been looking at these times for several years now, and I don't see one in my lifetime that I've been able to touch. Nope. No, you, you had some pretty good, you know, back in your day, you were a pretty good runner. Yeah, but that was when I was 18. But that's what I'm I am no longer 18. But what I'm saying is at one point in your life, you could have. My best mile ever was, I think, like 557. Mm-hmm. I know. See, look, she's over here scoffing at my. I, I just said. Mm. What was yours? Five oh four. Five oh four. Dang. But I wasn't a miler. Well, clearly I wasn't either. Well, here yeah. we are. Here we are. <laughs> so okay, let's talk about this SEC championship meet. So this is the last meet for the majority of Auburn's team. So mm-hmm. we're really glad that we got to um, come out and see such a great representation by Auburn. So the meet was held on October 29th. It took place on the Gans Creek cross, cross Country Course. Almost messed that up. I was going to say that three times fast, please. Gans Creek Cross Country <laughs> Course. Gans Creek. That is an interesting Woo! name. So the women ran a 6K and the men ran an 8K. And now we've seen some this season where there have been like 5Ks for the women sometimes. But this is the set time for postseason play and all that. Or not time, but the post, the distance for that level. Correct. Except for the men next next meet at the NCAAs will go to a 10K. So why can't they standardize Listen, this thing? I, know, I don't know. We've I know, talked about this before. It irritates me to no end. I don't know. And I understand probably one of the reasons this is maybe the course isn't set up to do so in an appropriate manner. But so this course was a looped course which you hate right but other people love so the spectators love it that's well, yes. the information i've received is that the spectators love it which makes sense right because if you go out to a cross-country meet you don't want to see your kid or your loved one just one time right you know you want to be able to see them multiple times i've always so. wondered that like in these type of events like in a bicycle race where <laughs> they go downhill or like a marathon yeah, yeah. It's, it's like i came i spent all this time getting the spot and i saw them for five seconds literally And, like, I remember when I ran cross-country, it was very rare that I would actually see my family. Like, my mom and my dad and my grandparents were always there, but I never saw them. They always saw me, 
but there were so many spectators around. It's not like I'd be like, oh, hey, mom. You know, no, you're supposed to be focused and paying attention anyway. Yeah. So, okay. So, like I said, this race took place October 29th. So, the weather was nice. The temperature was nice. However. Conditions. The conditions of the course were not. So, the course was really muddy. Um, And actually, so... When you think about it, I can't remember who ran first. Was it the men that ran first or the women? Somebody will comment and tell us. I feel like I heard the women's results before I heard the men's, but that's that's Okay, and I was thinking the opposite. But you have to think the opposite. Whoever ran second, the course yeah. is going to be even muddier. Which is after, unfortunate. Yeah, after everybody's run on an already muddy course. And think how at the start of that, where everybody starts together. Yeah. How much mud and, you know, debris was kicked up, mm. you know. I mean, you know, we forget... We talk about track and field, and they've got, even in indoor, these nice facilities. Oh, yeah. Completely free. They're running. This is cross-country. You run on different animals. You run through sand traps. There I oh go. Oh, my with that, you know, on a but golf course. These athletes get dirty. Yeah. I mean, really dirty. And, you know, heaven forbid you trip and fall and get spiked, and you're bleeding before the end of the course. Right. Well, and I think, too, people think, well, what's the big deal? Why is cross-country so different than just doing the mile on a track? Well, uh, because there's such different elements. Who says to- that? Because I, just, I have a bone to pick with them. I didn't say anybody particular. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that it just goes to show you why this is such a unique sport, because you have to train and you have to prepare for all different elements. All different elements, but also all different terrains. Like you mentioned, all different types of courses, meaning multiple hills some mountains occasionally yeah you like know. how you can best traverse going through mud through, yeah you know loose dirt slash sand or going up and down hills how to conserve energy when when to pick it up and all that kind of absolutely. stuff. absolutely and heaven forbid something happens to your shoes and you have to change shoes halfway through the season Wait. oh through the season i thought you said through the course like how does that happen oh no no not through the course through the season well, you know like you get used to training in a certain type of spike or you know shoe and then halfway through, I mean, you know, you have to train and change your footing and everything. It's just kind of, you wouldn't think it's a big deal, but it really is a big oh, deal. No, a lot goes into preparing for the sport and it's, you know, you can't take that away from them. So yeah. I'm sure mud was not fun no. uh, to run in. <laughs> no, but it is interesting that we had some really great results despite the mud, which tells me that had there not been mud and this had been just a true regular, I don't know, non-muddy course, mm-hmm. dry course... Um, I think our times would have been even better. So not to focus on the mud so much, but I have a question from Answer. the layman's perspective here. Is it that the mud, is is it more that the mud causes you to slip or that you're more cautious because of the mud? Neither. The mud is going to slow you down. Think It's like slogging through something. Right. The mud inherently gathers all of your energy and rather than giving it back to you like grass and sand would. Did we just get scientific, like <laughs> potential and kinetic energy on here? This show has gone to so many different places. Sometimes I am intelligent. Rarely, That's but not, sometimes. Again, that was not a comment. I'm just I'm just saying the fact that we went to potential and kinetic energy here on well, I this. I didn't say that. I just said it absorbs your energy rather than giving it back to you. Well, that's essentially what you're saying. Yes. Sorry. So you know, I have a science background, so I, you know, can at least give you some words to use with that. There you go. <laughs> that was I'm impressed. That was pretty good like analysis of what happens there. Thank you. It, it's facts. It is. Okay, so do you want to tell us about the men's results? Let's do the men for the 8K. Now, overall, they place 10th uh, in the SEC championships with an overall point total of 250 points. Remember, the top five placers are the ones that contribute toward that points. The lower your score, the better. Uh, There are 111 runners total in 12 teams, so not dead last. But this is kind of where we've seen Auburn place a lot in previous years. 
right? If I'm remember, ish. ish. So, but this year, especially, the men's team was picked last yeah. for this race. So they overperformed in the commentator's eyes. They, yeah, they overperformed significantly. To get 10th instead of 12th is a big deal. Well, and that's and that was my point, is that even though you're seeing maybe the play scene different, doesn't mean that they didn't do better. It's different competition, different individuals on each different team. So I think what we've seen this year with them, you know, kind of, a slight overachievement and uh, through a lot of expectations so far. Significant. I think Kyle is downplaying this team. Um, I was done with my point. <laughs> I think, no, I think we've seen a lot of growth and improvement with the new coach. I think coach Kent has really done a lot with this team yeah. and you know, there's probably a lot of really good things to come in the next few years. And with too, a new with coach too, in his first year, all you want to see is improvement. Exactly. So that's, I mean, that's a, a huge thing for him in his first year. Yep. All right, so let's talk about these results. Uh, the men were led by Ryan Kinane. He placed 29th overall, and he got a PR of 24 uh, minutes, 23.2 seconds, followed up closely by Tommy McDonough at 43rd place overall, 24 minutes, 55.1 seconds. This was his highest placement at the SEC Cross Country. Country? What is that? <laughs> country <laughs> championships we go to crunchy and now we go to comfort we are struggling uh in the last five years he's competed in so great performance by tommy mcdonough in third or finishing in the third overall for auburn cooper atkins finished uh, with a time of 25 minutes uh 7.3 seconds for 53rd overall in the field this was a pr for him by 14 seconds so let's stop right there for just a second again give people perspective how significant is a 14 second differential for a pr like improving by much it's really not a fair question it's very significant well no it is because i think most people hear 14 seconds and they're like well that's just an arbitrary number to me like how big is that like because well when you break it down into miles so you know so a 5k is three miles so this would be a little bit less than six miles right for an 8k we're doing science and math on here today so that's like Two seconds, two to three seconds off his mile every single consecutive mile. Yeah, it's really impressive. And uh, Cooper had a really strong performance here. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. 
Finish out with the other three that performed. Carson Bedix finished sixty uh, second overall with a time of twenty five minutes sixteen point two seconds. Jackson Thomas finished with twenty five minutes fifty four point nine seconds for eighty fourth overall. And then Mark Foster finished twenty seven minutes forty seven point eight seconds for hundred and sixth overall. So no Auburn Tigers finished last, which is a great thing in that in the fact that we got above. You know, we weren't didn't have any in the bottom. We didn't finish in the bottom. I like that. Okay, well, that's that's an interesting perspective. I like it too. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I don't. I want us to not be at the bottom of anything individually and as as a team. That's why we're here. Different perspectives, I right? Guess so, so for the women, we had quite a few competitors. We had seven Auburn women compete. So they, like Kyle said before, they ran a six k. Um, they placed ninth overall out of 14 teams. So All 14 SEC teams were Yeah, technically even higher placement for the women. Yep. Um, now, does that have to do with that something-something rule? <laughs> yes. So there's Title IX, which, Title IX. which dictates, you know, uh, how many, you know, it's, it's too complicated to get into, but just for reference. You have to have equal number of sports for, for men and women. Men and women. So some schools in the SEC will choose not to have some of a particular sports. So obviously two SEC teams don't have two men's cross-country teams. Three. They only had 11 teams. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Three, as right. opposed to have something else. I thought, I thought it was two. No, you're right. They had it 12 was two. teams. So that's what's going on there is that there are completely across the board in the SEC for cross-country uh, only to missing. I wonder who those were, actually. We'd have to look that up. Search it up. I'm going to search it up later, just because I'm curious about it. We, we say that term lovingly. Normally, we would say Google it, but a good friend of ours says search it up. So, we always say that lovingly. Um, so, like I said, the women placed ninth overall with 253 points total, um, and there were 135 runners for the women's side. So, our big star athlete, who we all know, is Joyce Camelli. Um, she placed second overall out of 135 runners. Kyle is doing the fist bump cheer over here that you can't see. Um, but she placed second with a time of 20 minutes, 4.1 seconds, which this matches the best finish by an Auburn woman at the SEC championship since night. Nope. 2010, not 1910. It was a long time ago. Probably didn't have cross country back then. Since 2010, when Holly Knight finished second. So it's been 11 years since an Auburn lady has finished second at the SEC Championship. So that's awesome. And this is also Joyce's best finish at the SEC Cross Country Championship. She's been here quite a few times also. Yeah, we've seen her, you know, win championships in other events and other, obviously, sports and track and field. Uh, But for her to come home with a silver medal out of the championships. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm struggling not to say I expected it. Oh, you know? we did. But it's just kind of like, you know, we, she, did, we say that in the most respectful way possible. It's not that we aren't ecstatic over it. It is just, she has proven time and time and time again that when the times get tough and the competition gets really tough, she steps up. Joyce is top 10 when it's really, you know, tough competition out there. Yeah, and she really, you know, I think pushes her teammates forward, you know, because they, as you talk about a lot with this sport, it helps to have someone to chase after. And when you have, you know, arguably, like as you said, a probably top 10 um, athlete in the sport for the SEC, if not in the country, yep, we'll find out soon enough. Um, it, that's really a great thing to chase after and to have on your team, whether it's in an individual basis, but also as a team. Absolutely. So next for Auburn, we had Presley Weems. Um, she placed 42nd in 21 minutes, 38.9 seconds. 
This time is only five seconds shy of her collegiate best. So you kind of think about that darn mud <laughs> and you just wonder, you know. You, you have a, you know, a bit of a thing about the mud today, Jessica. I'm just really disappointed. But is, is there things coming back from your time running in the mud that are... There may have been an instance where I fell and whoa, whoa. lost a shoe. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. <laughs> We're not moving past that. I'm sorry. I'm making an executive decision here. You are going to tell this story right now. Sorry. We're going to come back, Presley. To talk about you, but because oh Jessica gosh. brought this up, we have Kyle, to talk about it. This was back at a meet held at UAH. I will never forget. It was the only time we ever went to this course. Obviously, this is when I was in high school. I may have been even in eighth grade when we went to this meet. Um, and two of my friends and I, Whitney, who actually used to co-host this podcast with me, um, she and I went through this mud pit and it's not just like a mud pit. This is like, you know, those tough mudder runs that people right. do now yep. that are Spartan runs, all that kind of yeah, stuff. That yeah. are popular now. So those weren't a thing back, you know, a thousand years ago. Are you saying we were lazier and like, no, I'm lazy? just saying it wasn't like, it just wasn't a thing. So Whitney, our friend Becca and I, we hit this mud pit literally right at the same time. Somebody, something happens. I can't remember. You Becca, <laughs> literally Becca ends up face planted in the mud. I lost my shoe in the mud, and I think Whitney got cut or something. Like, she came in out the mud? bleeding. Kyle, I'm telling you, this was, like, knee-deep mud. It wasn't, like, surface mud. This is, like, quicksand that you learn about in cartoons, and they're like, oh, you're going to die in quicksand. You need to learn how to get out of it. So couldn't they direct the path to go around it? So after the women's group went through, or back, you know, we were high schoolers and middle schoolers, I guess girls went through them, the men got to bypass this part because everybody got so injured. I will never forget the last girl that went through. She's literally army crawling out of the mud. I mean, we were so dirty. Our coach was like, no, you need to go hose off before you get back on the bus. It was horrible. <laughs> I felt like there was a little so, repressed thing back there. <laughs> so did you, so you got your shoe back and you finished the I race. got my shoe back, but you know, I probably lost 45 seconds putting my shoe on. Wow. I mean, obviously nobody's times counted really that meat since we're all just like literally playing in the mud and army crawling to get out of it. But there, there was that. SECs in the mud. That's the themes of this, of yeah. this podcast. So back to Presley. Like I said, um, her time was only five seconds shy of her collegiate best. And this is her best placement finish at the SEC championships of all the time she's been. And, you know, we talk a lot about Joyce, but Presley has also been a strong leader for the ladies this season. Oh my gosh, yes. she And she it's been so nice seeing her season to season really step up as a leader too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and I think that's the thing too, because remember, Joyce wasn't here for basically half the season, even right. in a short season. Right. And Presley was the one leading the way a lot of the time. Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So next up, we had Samantha Rogers. She finished in 21 minutes, 59.0 seconds and placed 65th. Then almost right behind right. her, Sarah Pacer finished 67th in 22 minutes, 0.8 seconds. Um, and this was a PR for Sarah and her and beat her last year's SEC championship time by more than 20 seconds. Yeah, compare that to the 14-second differential we were talking about a little bit earlier, and that's yeah, even more. That's, so put that into perspective. That's absolutely incredible. So um, then we had Hallie Porterfield finish in 23 minutes, 31.8 seconds, placing 115th. Then, I mean, almost right after each other. So these ladies really were very close together. We had Louisa McPherson in 117th place in 23 minutes, 33.6 seconds. And finally, for the ladies, we had Hannah Thuss in 122nd place in 23 minutes, 43.3 seconds. So I want to point something out here because we talk about the top five runners score for you. Right. Look how close Louisa was to being the scorer over Hallie. 
in that in that instance, if I have that right, because you had Joyce, Presley, Sam, Sarah, and then Hallie, mm-hmm. and then Louisa is two less than two seconds yep. from being part of the scoring yep. for the team. Not, it doesn't take anything away from a performance, but I just that's how close they were. Yeah, absolutely. And then not even ten seconds later was Hannah. Right. So I mean, but it also shows you what it means to run in a group. I wonder if Hannah lost a shoe, like, like someone else I know. Shut up, Kyle. <laughs> I it happens to the best of us. Yeah. I'm going to ask Whitney if she remembers that. Uh, you should, because I, I would love to have been a fly on the the tree next to that that day. Just it to was watch. Just, just remember, we're like 13, 14 years old, so we're awkward anyway. And then to Wait, be like... You're still awkward. Correct. <laughs> but at 14 years old, I was much more awkward. Oh boy, I hate to see that. Yeah, it was bad times. But so, so overall, you know, I think everybody overachie- overachieved in most people's eyes, especially the men. Absolutely, the women clearly had probably the better finish in terms of placement as a team, individuals, and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think both both teams can be really proud of their performance. Absolutely. So our next meet and postseason begins November twelfth, kind of back where I was saying in Huntsville, Alabama, at the NCAA South. Y'all better Regional. get the mud taken care of, <laughs> or Jessica will be on your butts. So if we have any men competing, they will swap to a 10K. The women will still run a 6K in this event. So we'll, we will see who competes for Auburn. Right. And we may do one postseason meet together podcast. I don't know how you want to phrase that. Well, well, just well, a lot of times what happens is you don't send your whole team there because you have to you know, perform the best out of all the individuals to get invited to be there and stuff like that. So we're going to wait and see if there's enough uh, information for us to talk about just the uh, South Regional. We'll do that one. If not, we'll combine it all into one. Here's one thing I do know. Joyce Canelli will be there. Absolutely. War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.